So tell us a little bit about the wedding. The wedding is, I think, a time that most young girls dream about. More so, I think, maybe than the young men. They see themselves in this beautiful dress and the whole thing and the cake and everything. Everything that you see around builds up to that. That is all they show you. They don't show you what happens the day after when the marriage starts. Sometimes I think they put the cart before the horse. So that is all they concentrate on, or we concentrate on. And then we, oh, but I didn't think of that. And oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize how to get up and make breakfast for him every morning. You know, I thought it was mommy there, go back home to your mother or something like that. And I think it is very important that also the person who's given the counseling that they remind them it is not just the beautiful ceremony and the big party and the nice honeymoon. It is a life when you come back home. And if that is stressed, even in church, hey young people, this is what you're thinking about. Come talk to us first, talk to the elder people in the church and see if this, number one, if it is God's will for you. Because you could be married in the church by a believer but still be unequally yoked mm -hmm. with that person, not because they're an unbeliever, but equally yoked because you're not compatible. And so if you get the advice before, so that there are no regrets. So it is important to know God's will, speak to other people, get advice from the elders, from the elder women, the elder men in the church, and move on from there. So the wedding, Brother Danny, could you remember how much was paid for your white dress? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I ain't joking. Okay. I got it right in my head. Tell me. All right, so I know we paid a lot for that dress. I can tell you how much we paid, because it was so much, but we paid a lot for that dress. And that's how many years ago? That was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And that's that's for the dress that we had to fly to the place that sold the dress mm. and spend some days there and get back. So that's not even included? No. Back then, it wasn't an issue for us because we had a plan. We were saving towards it, working towards it and so forth. We even brought some folks in, family members, and said, could you take care of this, could take care of that. So budget-wise, it fit good. Lately, I was reminded of that amount as what for true. But there are a few things I heard that you should spend a good amount on. I should make sure they are quality. The ring, because you expect the ring to last, you need to have a good ring. And the pictures, videographers and so forth, so you could have those memories. And what we did when we were getting married, of course, we spent a lot on the dress, but on other things, we didn't go overboard. Let me just ask you a little question, Brother Collins. You don't need to elaborate. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the budget, were you also taken in consideration in that budget after the wedding? Are you just budgeting to make sure you got enough to cover this after the wedding? We're going to need to buy food, blocks, land. I was just, let's deal with this now. To answer you, yes, but not way down the line after the wedding. Okay. Yeah? I figure. Yeah. And, and nothing is wrong if you can afford those type of things. Yeah. What we're trying to prove is how far we go mm -hmm. for the wedding. Yep. The ring, um, the food place to keep the wedding even these days the church people choose which church they want for their wedding because of pictures and stuff like that the flowers you'll be surprised of the cost of the transportation today in some weddings all the jeeps gotta be black you can watch and see that's thousands of dollars and the truth of the matter is sometimes you can watch what's happening in 
the wind while it's up there, and you can tell yourself, mm -hmm. something isn't right. Mm -hmm. But we spent so much in weddings. Basaras. Indeed, yes. Uh, I think it's a special occasion for both, especially for the bride. But I think they have the misconception where they watch it on TV, they see that polarized event. I know that there's a, a wife, she said that if she knew this was going to be there, she would never get married. But that picture they see on TV, that fairy tale, it says after that, live happily ever after. I think that is what is being seen out there and they're grabbing towards that. And when the reality of it really hits, they're like, wow, what happened here? The money that is being spent, it's all fairy tale. They just want a nice, big, beautiful wedding, want a nice dress, all the families to come and stuff like that. But then they're after. Pastor made a good point. Did you budget? Did you think of the life after? Because it's just one event. The big event, the everlasting event, is for when you finish all of this and everybody gone home. The cleanup has done. And now you and your mate is there, right? Okay, what's next? Oh, we broke. We ain't got no money. We gotta find an apartment. Or we have to go live by my mother or by your father until when we catch ourselves again. If they had just get some counseling from their pastor or from an elderly person, I believe all of that would have been avoided. And to say, hey, if you're gonna spend 10, break it in half, send five, and hold the other five. Make a down payment on a piece of property or on a house so that you'll be able to live after all the event is done. Definitely what has happened is that fairy tale, but they don't see after they get married today and they divorce tomorrow. And that's what is happening today in our world. This is a serious matter that we are gonna be dealing with. Today we just wanna give you a little intro to what we'll be dealing with and uh, the importance of counseling. I don't know if I'm the only counselor that has it in mind. When I bring two people in for counseling, I think if they are going to break up, it should be done there before they go any further. So one of the things I've developed over the years is that I have jot some questions down. Didn't get it from no book, I just look at my life and the lives of others. I jot some questions down that I ask that when you're in love, you're laughing and giggling, everything's sweet, and you are afraid to ask the tough questions. So as the pastor, as the counselor, I ask those tough questions such as, tell me about your former girlfriend or your former boyfriend. Sometimes people want to look holy. Oh, I didn't have no, come on. Okay, let's stop. Let's talk about it, but let's get it out in the open let's find out what's the relationship between you and your ex and whatever it is so that these things are known what what if your ex were to call you how would the other person look at it you know how would you feel so the person would know their limits of how far they can go in our introduction we spoke about the wedding and what about the marriage people seem not to understand the difference between the wedding and the marriage the wedding is everything walking up to the day. Now they run it off with a dance and happiness, hitting glasses and stuff like that. And then the honeymoon, but then after you step out of the room, you gotta meet real life. And that's where you have to walk on the marriage life. My understanding of that, I've been married for 43 years and 
Every day of my life, I work on my marriage. Every day, I have learned that in the marriage relationship, that there is only one person that I can change with the help of God. The quicker we understand that, the better it will be for us. One person and one person only, that's me. A lot of times people try to change their mates. That causes a lot of problems. I've heard one guy said, there's only two little things that I'm gonna change about her. When those things change about her, she's gonna be the perfect wife, I thought. Boy, you better go see if you can change some things about yourself. We gotta be constantly working on ourselves. One may ask, what about the mate? If the mate isn't doing what you expect or what God expects, the only thing that you can do is to pray and ask God to help the mate to see what needs to be changed. Don't try to change anybody. Always try to change yourself. So I'm gonna leave the rest up to you for some closing remarks. And we want to say a special thanks to each one coming in and sharing. Hey, let's talk. It's going to be a great program. So stay tuned. This is just letting you know who we are, a little introduction. We are going to get down to what we're going to talk about in our next uh, devotion. So closing words. Yes, here's what I would like to say. Stay tuned indeed. We're not pretending to be perfect. We do have knowledge, we do have experience, family, marriage, life, and all these type of things. If we could help you by the things we say, we want to help you. Because I've seen, especially younger folks, go through things. And I would ask myself, but didn't you have somebody around that could guide you? And the answer, of course, is yes, but maybe they didn't want guidance. So if we could help you. We want to help you. If you believe what we're doing is helping you, please keep tuning in and pass it on. We would also like to make sure cover all of the things that are really bothering you. So if you got a burning question, if you have a matter that you say, I want you to talk about this. I need help in this area. Let us know. Just put a comment, direct your questions to us. We'll find it and we'll deal with it. Thanks for tuning in. Hi believe that this is very important. Why? Because family is very important in God's eye. And he definitely instituted the family first before he did anything. Because if there is no family, there, there is no community. And if there is no community, there is no church, there is nothing. So he definitely established the family first to set in order the motion of this world, how it ought to function and structure order. That's how God works. When that order is broken up, everything goes haywire. So we are here to help in any way that we can. We are not no expert, but we have the Bible. The Bible is the perfect Word of God without errors. So whatever question you may have, whatever situation that you're going through, we want to hear from you. We want to hear it. Send us, text us, do whatever it takes, and we will definitely get back to you on that from the Word of God and so that you could have a, a better life to live. Remember, the change starts with you, not the other person, but with you. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here today, talking with you gentlemen, and we look forward to more conversations and also including other people. As the heading says, let us talk. So we'll talk to each other, we'll talk with you, and you can talk back to us. As everyone kept saying, contact us, and we can talk together. God bless you. 
let us know what you would like us to talk to you about because remember it's let's talk not just let's listen let's talk we will look at the manual because it's always important to go back to the manual to find out how this must operate we look at the manual and share with you what the manual says to all of us that's the word of god and then we want you to know that we understand the real challenges you face and the reason why we understand the real challenges you face is because we face the same challenges may god bless you as you continue to listen to let's talk, talk.